You can get it done. What's more, you gotta get it done. There's a gleam, man. There's a gleam. Let's get the gleam, all right? Let's go. Want a piece of that championship? Put it in here. Hey, guys, where else would you rather be? This is Hour 2 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Here we are, born to be kings. We're the princes of the universe. Here we belong. Fighting to survive in a war with the darkest power. together. 639-4900 is the Baker team hotline. 744-2990 is the text line. Coming up in hour number three, it's the Roth Report with Bill Roth. Of course, we'll have to get into all the turmoil right now on the football coaching staff. Brad Glenn to Cincinnati, Joe Rudolph to Notre Dame. What's going on now as we head into the March 16th start of spring practice? Talk some tech hoops. SMA update, NRV Heart Clinic top three. And it is March. College basketball fans, it's the month. This is the month that we all crave. And it begins in earnest tomorrow for the Radford women. Radford men on Friday night. Tech women get underway in a couple days. They leave today. They got the double bye coming up. A lot of excitement. And we'll see what happens over the next three, four, five days. All right, I just want you to hear the Brian May guitar. That'll get you going this morning, then we'll we'll get back into the thing. Here we go. Here we go. There we go. All right. All right. So that was worth it. That was worth it. <laughs> Hi, hope you're well. We got off to a little bit of a rough start today. We weren't on for the first 20 minutes. The tower was down. Appreciate everybody again who helped us out. But we're back now. We're rocking and rolling. We borrowed that from Jermaine Farrell. And uh, we're moving forward. By the way, the ACC Women's Tournament gets underway today. Virginia and Wake, Clemson and Pitt, Georgia Tech, and Boston College. And then... The only thing that's set tomorrow is uh, Syracuse, NC State. Then you have some TBDs 
Thursday and Friday. So everybody's waiting to see how all that plays out. Right? Um, we went over, well, you know what? I guess you didn't hear it because that's when I started out the show today. Uh, we talked about Liz Kitley, Georgia Amor being recognized. Liz Kitley, the uh, player of the year, as we all knew was going to happen. Uh, the Radford men's team got some nice recognition. Daquan Smith's second team, Brian Antoine, honorable mention all-conference. Kenyon Giles, all-freshman team. Shaq Jules is the only all-academic team. I agree, though, with Keon that uh, B.A. should have gotten more consideration for uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Ashlyn Trailer, the Freshman of the Year in the conference for Radford University, and Vanessa Blake gets second team. So congratulations to all those folks, and uh, the ladies will get it underway tomorrow. It's here. And we're going to see some upsets. Anything can happen. Obviously, all these things are open for, that's why we play the games. You play to win the game, right? Isn't that right, Herm? 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 You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. And if all goes well, you hear this from me coming up late on Friday night. Oh, oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, no. That was out of nowhere. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so my opening diatribe today, before we get in, you know, the Tech men won over, you know, I'm just, you know, yeah, okay. They beat Louisville last night. Sure they did. 71-54. Okay. Louisville's four and twenty-six. They had to, they had to beat Louisville, and they did. I mean, that was going to happen. They were twelve-point favorites, so okay. Um, I'm flipping around last night between the Duke NC State game, Clemson and Virginia, and we got into a little bit of dead time where there were commercials on or something. I don't know, and I made the mistake of turning the channel, and I saw, oh, look, as I hit the guide on my DirecTV system, the new night court is on. I've been meaning to watch some of this. And you know how I felt guilty, and I had to apologize because I watched way too many XFL games this weekend? <laughs> well, that pales in comparison. The three minutes I was able to stomach of the new night court I mean, it was just hard to fathom something being more unfunny than the new Night Court. I mean, it was just... I don't you know. It has the canned laughter like Friends used to have. The exaggerated can laughter, you know, that pops up everywhere. Like you can say something that's not remotely funny. Right? Hey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is what's running the whole time. And it, it, I lost my shoes. 
Hey. I mean, this is all you hear. It's so bad. Just so bad. So bad. It, it, what has happened to... It's got to be just the generational shift, right? I don't know what it is, but nobody's capable of making good network comedies anymore. I mean, that it's, it's so horrible. And it's a regurgitated idea because they can't think of anything new. Wayne, Wayne says you may as well watch the new Magnum. Yes, just record the new Night Court and the new Magnum and go ahead and just call yourself done with being a selective human being. Let's just regurgitate old things, do it in a new way that won't register with anybody. But we can't really say we have any ideas, so we're going to steal about 90% of the old show's concepts and then incorporate it in new characters that will fit the modern audience today. And that's what they've done in both instances. It's just so bad. So, so bad. But there's no way the new Night Court's going to make the show. I looked it up. and You can't go, by the way, whenever you go to Rotten Tomatoes is such a skewed, phony, since it's been outed as being a pay people, reviewers, to give something a good review when they want to really push it. And the same thing with the audience reviews, how those numbers are, are lies. Even the audience reviews on the, the horrible Night Court were down in the 30s, 40s percent. So at least they couldn't even, they couldn't even try to fudge that on uh, the Rotten Tomatoes, which is no longer a credible site in any way, shape, or form. You can read all sorts of articles about how they are paying reviewers to prop something up they want to advance. But in any event... It's bad. Don't waste your time. And I'm hoping none of you are going to ever, ever consider thinking, hey, I think I'll give the new Magnum PI a try. I think that might be a great idea. Or, hey, look, there's 10,000 razor blades just standing there in the middle of the road. I'm going to take off my shoes and see if I can run through them. <laughs> Because if you're watching Magnum, you might as well cut your feet up with a bunch of razor blades. But network television, other than sports, which unfortunately is getting more and more into the streaming, like for instance, the NFL, I think they're going to rue the day in the long run that they've allowed their Sunday ticket to go to YouTube. That's going to be a disaster. But no, there's nothing good on network television programming. They have reality TV shows, and then the shows that people stream and talk about are on other networks. You know, the Paramounts of the World, streaming services. There's nothing good at the major networks any longer, which that used to be where all the good stuff was. And if you were not on a major network, you were looked at as being subpar or, wow, they couldn't get a deal to be on one of the big four. Ugh. Now you embrace things if they're not on the big four. But there are no, no good network shows. No. No new con the comedies aren't any good. I think the last good comedy was Modern Family. I enjoyed Modern Family. Like, I can't think of a good one since then. Everything is either an HBO series, Netflix. Like I said, it isn't... Um, Oh, what's the show Kevin Costner's leaving? Um, Yellowstone. 
isn't that like Paramount or something like that? FX. FX has stuff that people watch. Man, amazing. Absolutely amazing. But anyway, um, that's where we are. So I apologize for stepping out of my sports realm. I always say just leave it on sports. And yet, there I was, checking out oh, just the horrible night court. Hey, uh, what's wrong? I don't know. I'm a little sleepy. I'm a little sleepy this morning. Oh, really? I'm sorry. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> See? <laughs> just the laugh track dominates the whole thing. And it's one of the many reasons that Friends is the worst show in the history of television that people actually thought was good because of the laugh track. Like, no matter what any of them say, they threw the laugh track on. And it's insulting because then you're like being led in, oh, that was funny. Which one was it? The cast of Friends that said, how you doing? Was that Ross? Is that his name? Every time he'd do it, you heard the laugh track. So, hey, it's got to be funny because the laugh track told me it was funny. <sighs> Missed the days where shows were filmed in front of a live television audience, a live studio audience, right? Which Seinfeld was. Filmed in front of people, and then whatever laughter they got, they used and they'd record it and, and do it real time instead of, hey, let's just hit the laugh track button. This is going to be funny if we tell them it's funny. Kind of like we're seeing today from the government, right? Kind of like we were led off the cliff with COVID, right? Pharmaceutical companies, the media, now everything's coming out that showed you that it was all just a complete farce, right? That's the same way that uh, you do with the laugh tracks. They lead you right off the edge of the cliff. You've got to laugh at this because, listen, I just pushed the laugh track button. It's supposed to be funny. You need to laugh now. <laughs> That's what Night Court is, by the way. It's nothing but about 23 minutes of laugh tracks. All right, take a break. We'll come back. Bill Roth, Elizabeth Kitley in hour number three. We'll get into the... Numbers from Tex Win last night against Louisville. Stay with us. We're coming up here on this Wednesday edition. Take the big dog for a walk. Oh, just the people I'd want walking around all licking up. Listen to Big Dog Sports Talk anywhere with the TuneIn app. More BDSD next on WRAD. Here's another reason why I love our listeners. I got a link sent to me from Brad, who's listening. Uh, they actually made a thing on YouTube where they're showing a scene of friends. This is so funny. I didn't know this existed, I swear. Where 
they just recorded the laugh track. They're just showing you the uh, the scene. This is like a, I don't know, two-minute scene, three-minute scene. Listen to the laugh track. This is just the laugh track in a two-minute scene from Friends that Brad just sent me. <laughs> I mean, you can't make it up. And they're showing the scene. It's just them sitting on a couch talking. Oh, my God. Here's the open with only the laugh track. There you go. That's good stuff, Brad. And that's what I'm talking about right there. Right there. And just think, they each made over a million dollars per episode. (laughs) For that just... God awful attempt at entertainment that apparently people really watched. Whew. Wayne was asking if I was ever a Miami Vice guy. No, I was not. Uh, it seems like Miami Vice was on a Friday night or Saturday night. And I don't know, I was always doing something, so I don't I don't I never I never dislike Mammy Vice. I just never really watched it. Now Neil, Neil Leahy was a huge Mammy Vice guy. The Ian Hammer stuff. But I never really got into uh I never really got into uh Miami Vice. Maybe I should go back and watch some. I don't know. Let's go back to the Baker team hotline. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Big dog, big Al, how are you? What's up, big Al? How are you? Good. Wanted to let you know I tried to watch an Night Court. It's virtually unwatchable. It's terrible. Isn't it terrible? I, I couldn't. I couldn't make it through three minutes, Al. No, it, it's it, it's awful. The only reason I actually turned it on is because they still had John Larroquette. But I know. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and then, uh, just as a little trivial fact, I read this the other day. A lot of those pre-canned laugh tracks that you hear on these shows, they they actually go back to the fifties when they started doing TV. So you're actually listening to what are now dead people that are laughing. Really. Yes. I didn't know that. That's interesting. They have not updated those laugh tracks. They were A lot of them were originally recorded in the 50s. Oh, my goodness gracious. So they use them over and over and over and over. So there's Ooh. a fun fact next time you listen to one. All right. That'll be good. I can, I can listen to it now and think, wow, those people aren't even alive anymore, and they don't go back and renew it. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, that's right. It. They need comedy so bad it killed them. I believe uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. You have a big day. Thanks, Al. You too. <laughs> Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Speaking of good stuff, coming up, Bill Roth and the Roth Report. Um, I'm still getting people that are concerned about the assistant coaches situation. Look, I get it. I understand it. Especially when you're considering it's the quarterback coach and the O-line coach, as we've talked about this week. It's not, it's not something you can just kind of brush aside and say, hey, that's just par for the course. No, those are major losses on this staff year two. With everything else that's going on with the talent upgrades, at least on paper, coming in. And Coach Pry was just on the show a couple weeks ago. He was just on the show, and one of the things he's most proud of, he was able to keep his coaching staff. Remember, Fontel Mines was being um, tempted by the Penn State offer. He decided to stay. And he was so proud of that. And then, boom, this has happened. Now, with Coach Glenn, you can look at it and say, okay, makes a little sense considering it's with somebody he was with before at App State. But I don't believe there's any way they saw the whole Joe Rudolph thing coming. 
I really don't. But they will respond, and we'll see who they decide to name at both of those positions. But now you got to get it done, right? Because you got to get a pattern of coaching in from both of these new people. Spring practice begins this month. Today's March 1st, March 16th. So we'll have Bill Roth and then the ACC Women's Basketball Player of the Year, Elizabeth Kitley, at 835 here on this Wednesday. More coming up. Stay with us. Hope you're well, wherever you might be. This is Eli Gold, the voice of the Alabama Crimson Tide, and you're listening to Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Quasi-normal. 25 minutes for the top of the hour. 639-4900 is the Baker Team Hotline. 744-2990 is the text line. Little glass tiger on a Wednesday. Right? Bill Roth joins us at the top of Hour 3, followed by uh, Elizabeth Kitley, the ACC Player of the Year. It's going to be a bookend type of appearance for Liz. We had her on at the beginning of the season. Now we're having her on at the end of the regular season. Still so much for that team to go out and get, and I think they're going to. I believe they're going to win the ACC tournament. I believe they're going to get a number two seed, going to host a couple of games, and I really think they can stay healthy. They have a great shot at being a Final Four team. I think that's how well they're playing. And watch the top ten teams in women's college basketball. They are very, very good, and they've earned it, and they are focused. I go back to the conversation we had with Georgia Amore, who, by the way, got first-team all-conference. Congratulations to her. And I think she said it as, as eloquently as any competitor can. She said – You know, Rick, I know we're good. Like, we know we're good. But she said, to follow up immediately, she goes, but we never roll the ball out any day of practice assuming that we're just going to be good. We have to continue to do everything that's made us what we are. And I think that's straight from the head coach, Kenny Brooks. And I think it's a great point that you can have confidence and see the results And she also confirmed something we have talked about, about confidence and winning and and talking about culture. And she said that we have the right culture here. We've built that, which has led to us having success on the court. We'll talk to Liz about that as they get ready to leave today. We're going to catch her as uh, they get ready to head down to Greensboro. They have a couple days here, the double bye they've earned, and uh, we'll see who they end up playing on Friday. Uh, the tech man last night, um, as expected, I know they're going to say, hey, be a Louisville for the first time since 1991, ever. Okay. Uh, down at their place. But this isn't, you know, our Louisville that we remember. I don't know what's going on there. It, regardless of the disaster that was before, when you see a Louisville basketball team 4-26, and I just, it, I can't wrap my arms around what in the world has happened so quickly? I mean, we know the controversy, back-to-back coaches with Patino and Mack. And the, 
the administrative failure that's happened time and again down there at Louisville, really through all of its sports programs. But Louisville is 4-26 in basketball. Whew. But Tech gets their 17th win. Big night for Grant Basile, 18 points, 7 rebounds, double-double for Justin Mutz, 13-12. and 12. Ho-hum night for the guards. Padula with 10, Couture with 11. Kidd had 11 off the bench. Rodney Rice played 16 minutes, scored 7 points, so he continues to get into the flow, and that might make a difference for them coming up in the tournament, which is their only shot to make the NCAA. And they have one more game coming up uh, this weekend against Florida State, Senior Day. And we'll have a couple of pair of tickets to uh, give away to that game starting tomorrow. Tech now 17 and 13, 7 and 12. But again, the ratings numbers not favoring Tech any longer like they did. 76 in Ken Palm is where they are. Let's see if it's been updated. Yeah, the net was just updated about 10 minutes ago, and Tech is at 71. So they moved up three from 74. I think all this talk, too, around Carolina not making it, to me, doesn't make sense. I think Carolina's, even though they won't admit it and Lenardi still has them, maybe they have to beat Duke, sure, in Chapel Hill, Duke just completed an undefeated home regular season, so that might do it. But I think Carolina's one or two wins away from everybody to stop talking about them being on the ball. Talk about all this quad one stuff and this and that, but I know when uh, when it all comes down to the final few analysis, push the pedal to the metal. Metal meets the wood, comes down to Carolina or somebody else, they're going to go, well, Carolina now, that's, that's going to get a lot of people wanting to watch them because of what they did last year, right? I think Carolina's, okay, I'll wait until they beat Duke. If they beat Duke, then they're, they're sure going to be in. But I think the ACC is getting seven teams. Wayne writes, do you think the Yum Center has KFC and Pizza Hut? Yes. Yes, I do. Unlike the Bojangles Coliseum, Wayne. That's correct. So Neil and I are going to go down to broadcast the game. You know, we're the night game. So what I usually like to do is for like the second game or even the first game is just to hang out there all day. Especially if you win, you just want to hang out. If you lose, you just pack up and get the hell out of there and you can't wait to get home. But if you win... You, you just want to hang around, watch the rest of the games, take advantage of food. Oh, wait a minute. You couldn't do that last year at the Bojangles because they didn't have any for the media, which I've already been through in great detail. But, uh, yeah, I, I have a feeling that the Yum Center's probably got, got food from, you know, the places that it's named after. Yes, Wayne. Unlike the Bojangles Coliseum, which might as well have been named – Hey, here's some nabs and Tic Tacs. Here's some 1992 old cans of Tab. (laughs) Remember Tab Cola? Maybe the worst liquid substance in the history of mankind. Tab. 
That's what we had. That was the offerings last year. Can't imagine it's going to improve much this year. So we're not going down there all day. I don't need to see the first session. I'll get down there in time for the second session. We can't sit up anyway until the second session begins. So (laughs) Water Fountain Coliseum. (laughs) Yes. And we welcome you to absolutely no appetizer coliseum. Hey, we invite you down to the Big South Tournament and to, hey, if you're hungry, forget about it. Coliseum, we're tonight. (laughs) Uh, (coughs) Here's some tab and some old bottles of unsweetened tea where all the like the the water and whatever's inside that stuff is separated so at the bottom of it there's like this little pile of sand looking stuff (laughs) (laughs) there's another one and we welcome you into the you thought coliseum (laughs) oh 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 And I did. I mean, I know I talked about it on Monday, but we went down there last year. We were all excited. Hey, we're back at a neutral site, the Big South Conference Tournament. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the Bojangles Arena. You walk around there, and you see all these Bojangles closed stations and stuff. Nothing. Nothing. Well, isn't Bojangles our food our food contributor since it's... No, no. <laughs> we didn't get a deal done with them. Huh? Well, what do we have? Well, hey, don't fret it any. Don't worry. We've got yogurt. <laughs> We've got <laughs> tab. And over here, look, we found an old crate of nabs enjoy we invite you to stay the entire quarterfinal day <laughs> instead of it's bow time it's no time <laughs> uh, the text lines make me laugh so i don't know if i'm supposed to like pack dinner i don't even know Maybe I'll check with some of my comrades at the other schools that are broadcasting. Hey, so uh, you were down there for the first session. What you got? (laughs) Anything? No? No? All right, guys. Thanks. Appreciate the heads up. Uh, Put out an APB for anybody who smells just the hint of any warm food being prepared for the media down at the uh, Big South Conference quarterfinals. But we'll be there. And again, um, I'll never understand why these tournaments put two hours in between games because the game at six before us won't be over until at the earliest eight. Then there's the mandatory half an hour. So we're not going to start until 8.30 or a little later on Friday night. So that's your updated time. Be on the air around eight pregame, and we're looking at probably an 8.30 or so start. On Friday night. Radford and Winthrop. For the third time. Winthrop won their last four games. They're playing very well under Mark Prosser. 
Skip Prosser's son, great guy. Has that team scoring a lot of points. So, third time matchup. Radford trying to beat him for the third time. Talked about whether that's true or fiction with Keon. He believes it's true, right? And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I, I believe it's probably just remembering off the top of my head when that's been talked about going into a tournament. Hey, well, you got to beat him for the third time. And then inevitably something happens and you don't. I don't think the players are worried about that kind of thing other than you don't want any false sense of security thinking, hey, we beat him twice. We're going to be good to go to advance. Well, both games were very close down at their place in Rock Hill and down to Dedman Center. So I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, the tournament, it, it, it just legitimately, legitimately, no matter the matchups, it just boils down to who's playing well that day, who's hitting shots, who's not. I mean, sometimes teams are so much better than the team they're playing than they just steamroll them. And even though you have a bad game, you know you're going to finish and, and win the game. But in leagues like the Big South where – the margin for error between the top seed and the eighth seed is just so slim. I mean, really, it is. You can get off to a tough shooting start, kind of get you flustered a little bit, and the crowd there, even if they're not supporting the team you're playing the lower seed, they always get behind the team trying for the upset. Mid-major tournaments, I think, are a heck of a lot more fun than the Power Fives in most cases because of the kind of just atmosphere and, and momentum that lower seeds can build. Here's another one from Hokey Bob, the Ziploc Bag Arena. <laughs> uh, Steve writes in, it's Hunger Games Arena. Now I'm getting images of toast cheese, peanut butter nabs. Now, I don't think we even had, you know, you sent the, uh, what was that? The Lance version? Yeah, I don't think they were Lance version. I think this was kind of like some knockoff nab. It wasn't even like a, <laughs> it wasn't even a, I mean, if you got a Lance nab, you could at least go, okay, all right, well, these should be fresh. We're going to get that nice crunch of cracker and peanut butter here. No, 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 that wasn't the case. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that your ACC tournaments down in Greensboro is going to take care of the media food-wise. And it's not even named after a particular food chain. Just going to go out on a limb. Speaking of which, uh, Liz Kitley joins us at 835. The ACC Player of the Year. Tech doesn't know their opponent yet. They're just worrying about taking care of themselves as they get ready to head down the road. About an hour and 45 minutes away to begin their quest for an ACC Conference Tournament Championship. Eight in a row down the stretch, clicking on all cylinders, confident but not taking anything for granted. That's a dangerous mix. And Liz Kitley is right now an unstoppable juggernaut. Double-double every time out. The supporting cast, the depth's improving, I'm telling you. They've got everything in place. To go a long, long way in the NCAA tournament. And we'll see if they uh, can get it done. Radford women going into their tournament starting tomorrow. They're also on some momentum. They won 
both their games last week. So good luck to Mike McGuire's squad. Just had the freshman of the year, Ashlyn Trailer, in the Big South for Radford. So who knows? <laughs> were they good value brand? No, I don't think they were even the good value brand. I think that's the Walmart brand. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't recall it being good value brand either. It was a brand. Let's put it this way: it was a brand that I didn't recognize. Now I don't eat lots of nabs, but it was a brand that I I had not really heard of. I don't remember what it was. But loving all the uh, the names that aren't real being attached to the Bojangles Coliseum. That's great. Text lines open 744-2990. We're going to step out, remind you what's ahead. We've got a busy power hour. Hope you're okay wherever you might be. Going to be around 60 degrees today. March 1st. March Madness. It's underway, folks. We'll be back. Rest easy, Coach. My goodness. College football world's going to miss Mike Leach. By the way, this is uh, Ronnie Wood, who was more famous with the Rolling Stones, here with the Faces singing lead on Ooh La La, not Rod Stewart. I prefer, to be honest, I think I prefer Ronnie Wood. Good stuff. Absolutely. Coming up in hour number three, Bill Roth. The Roth Report will lead things off. The voice of Virginia Tech football. We're going to have all sorts of goodies with the Bill. He's going to talk about numerous subjects. The SMA update, the Baker team game of the week, NRV Heart Clinic top three. And then we segue into the ACC Women's Basketball Player of the Year at 835. We're looking forward to that. Elizabeth Kitley will join us and... uh, we get caught up on Liz where her – I mean, she's got to just be so excited, swept away with all the honors, but then realizing that she's got some uh, unfinished business, and that's to uh, win this tournament and then go into the NCAA and see if we can push this thing out a little bit more, which I really believe they, they have everything in place to do that. It's got to keep folks healthy. You know, because inevitably sometimes you see tournament chances derail with some kind of untimely injury that happens during the course of a game. I mean, it happens every year. You're going to hear about it in the Power Five tourneys, you know, whomever it might be, and and you hope that doesn't occur. But we'll talk to Liz and get caught up on all that coming up in the third hour after Bill. You know you have the best listening audience in radio when you get two separate people one listing in Taswell, one in Roanoke, who sends cost-cutter texts. <laughs> Remember, was it Kroger that had the old cost-cutter brand? Somebody said, did you at least get, it was Ed in Roanoke, said, do you at least, did you at least get cost-cutter brand potato chips at the, <laughs> at the tournament last year? No. Uh, 
And then Mike over at Tazewell said, hey, do you remember Cost Cutter Beer? I do remember it, yeah. Yeah. All right. It was Food Line. Okay, thank you. It was Food Line. <laughs> All right. Power Hour coming up. Bill Roth, Elizabeth Kitley. Now, that's the true definition of a power hour. Stay with us here on BDS 2.